Hello and welcome to Too Fit to Be Tied. Where we talk about health from a variety of perspectives. Emotional health. Mental health. Physical health. And spiritual health. My name is Jerome. And I'm your co-host, Constance. All right, so another episode of Too Fit to Be Tied, and today we are redoing an episode because Constance is looking at me. We had some technical difficulties that may or may not have been my fault. So okay, that's, we're redoing this episode, and 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 what's the well? Unfortunately, the last one we shot was amazing, so I'm sorry you're all going to miss that one. Uh, we'll see what we could do this time. Yeah, and and you were. Extra amazing. I was, I, I was extra. I wasn't even drinking then, so I was probably on my game. I, I'm pretty sure we established that you're not as good at <laughs> podcasting when, <laughs> when you're not drinking. We'll find so. out. We'll find out. All right. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about gratitude today. All right. And thankfulness. Okay. And most of the time when you hear someone speak about gratitude, you think, oh, like I'm not doing some stupid gratitude journal. And so you do not have a gratitude. No, no, I'm not saying, no, no, that's, I think that's fine. But I think a lot of people think that's what, oh, like you want me to have a gratitude journal? Because that's like all the rage right now okay. is gratitude journals. But I'm, I'm asking, do you have a gratitude journal? No, oh. I don't. Oh, right. I do not. I mean, and, 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 and I journal. Does that count? It's not yeah. specifically for gratitude, but I mean, uh, I write some stuff in there. Okay. Well, there's some things in there you're grateful for. Yes. That's well, not my mode of practicing gratitude, but, okay. but, um, but I think but, for some people it is. Okay, do I you? Get, do I have a gratitude journal? Yes. I do not. Okay. So you're just ungrateful or you just don't have a journal? <laughs> <laughs> my life sucks and I don't have anything to be grateful for. No, I, I all the time, I will, I will um, sit here in my living room and just look around and look out the window and just be grateful for where my life is right now, all the experiences I've had in my life, um, even the ones that you you look back and say those experiences weren't so good because Mm -hmm. I feel like if I'm happy where I am now, then I sort of have to accept all those experiences. Not that you'd want to, you know, relive those experiences, but you go, okay, that was a stepping stone to get me to where I am now. And if I didn't have that experience, I might have gone off on some other different path. Yeah, right. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, not everybody does that. It, if someone who had your exact same life, same circumstances, and ever, they're basically a replica of you, mm-hmm. they could sit back. It's just all about your mindset and the way that you sort of think about things. They could sit back and they could be playing victim and thinking about all the bad things that happened to them and how... Like, this could be better, and that could be better, and my life should be so much more. And, I mean, Mm -hmm. I could be making more money. We could all sit there and say we could be making more money. We could be working harder. We could be more successful. We could be better parents. We could be better, you know, friends. You name it. And I think that if you get into that mindset, as you know, you Mm -hmm. can get into that realm and just sort of think of all the things that you wish you had. And instead of being, which is the complete opposite of gratitude. 
Well, you know, well, those are the people that are glass half empty. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sort of a glass half full person. And, um, and, and I've probably thought about some of those things in my life that you're, that you're sure. talking about. And I think we sure, talked, we all do. you know, on an earlier episode. When I thought about it, I'm like, I, I like my life. And I, I mean, I feel like I live a, I don't know, what to me is a comfortable life. But again, somebody else might look at how much money I make and go, oh, my God. But, Jerome, we train those people. What we find are super unhappy because Mm -hmm. they don't have the time, they don't have the energy to take care of themselves. And their their work makes them miserable. So sometimes we have the advantage to look at those people because we're with them all day, every day. From, From the outside. Right. And, I mean, and let's face it, like, they're the ones telling us how unhappy they are because they're not able to take care of themselves. They're not able, mm-hmm. not able to eat, sometimes even eat healthy because their jobs are dictating their lives. Right. And they're and, trying to juggle everything. And and not not all of them are unhappy. Of course. No. You know, so, no, no, no. You know, some people have like a this this idea about money like it's evil, right? And mm-hmm. so if you make more money then you're going to you're going to be unhappy. And I think, you know, one of the things it boils down to is sometimes you look at things that you want or things that other people had and you wish you had, and you don't really want that thing so much as the feeling that you think that thing is going to give you when you get it. Right. And that so, job, that body, that house, that car. Right. And so the people that are doing those things, not because it's you know fulfilling to them or um, they enjoy doing it or they want to um, contribute something to society. They're doing it because they're they're looking for this feeling, and if you get that thing, and then you don't have that feeling, then you're like, well, this sucks. And then they go and chase something else, right? That they think will give them that feeling. And I think the is as weird as it sounds. I don't know if we'll go into this. I'm, I feel like I'm kind of veering off course, but the thing is to get to the point where you have that feeling before you have the thing. Oh, kind of like manifesting. Exactly. That yeah. was exactly what we spoke about on our manifesting episode. Yeah. Right. And so But you but not just envisioning yourself in that house or driving that car. Like you have to feel it. You you have to You have to feel. actually believe that you are capable of getting that. Yeah. Well you have to believe that it's it's a reality. So right. If you don't believe it's a reality, then all your affirmations are bullshit. And that's why people say, well, all oh, affirmations, you know, I am good enough. I'm smart <laughs> enough. <laughs> that sort of stuff. You know, if you don't believe it, it doesn't it doesn't make it any difference. But we kind of, I feel like I kind of jumped us off course. That's okay. That's so, okay. We can, well. But, but gratitude. That, so how do you. That does play into it because you don't think that you are owed something when you're manifesting. You believe that you deserve it. And you're grateful for all the things that you have had thus far. Yes. I don't think, you know, going along with manifesting, envisioning yourself in this, let's just say, you know, new car or whatever, you have to be grateful for the other things that have happened. And you have to be, there has to be some element of gratitude involved. Yes. So what does gratitude mean to you? So gratitude to me just means you're thankful for the things that have happened to you. Mm-hmm. Even if it isn't ideal, okay, which is hard to do. And I think it takes a lot of practice to really be able to say, you know what, that wasn't the most ideal situation, or maybe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to sit back and reflect and be grateful for the things that have happened. I've used this before. You know, we talk a lot about my childhood and history 
and I didn't have the greatest parents. Um, but I have learned that I am not, I can't play the victim role. It's just right. not in me. And it's also not serving me if I do. Right. At the end of the day, for you to keep saying, I oh, wish this, this. Oh, or, this happened to me, that happened right. to me. It's like, this is, this is your game now. You know, and not to and not to dismiss anything that anyone's been through, but someone else did something to you. Do you want to have a better life or do you want to continue to rehash the past? That's true. And as you know, my parents are, you know, both gone. So it's a little easier to have this sense of gratitude because they're not, you know, continuing the the <laughs> the cycle yeah. of you know not, of not sort that, of abuse you know what i mean not they're, that you're happy that they're not, gone right that i mean but it's a little easier it is a little easier okay. at times okay. but it does make it easier to accept sort of like you know what if my parents weren't as hard as they were on me if they mm-hmm. weren't so um demanding maybe i wouldn't be so you know like I wouldn't be success, a successful member of society. Maybe I would mm-hmm. have just thought things were supposed to be given to me. You know, maybe I would have, you know, just chosen a different path. And it doesn't necessarily mean it would have been a better path or, or anything worse. You don't know, you yeah. know? So it's like you have to be grateful for the path that you're on. There are a lot of lessons you learn. There are a lot of marriages that you may have got entered into. But those are all learning Um experiences. And without those, you would not be who you are today. Would you not agree in your situation? Oh, absolutely. You learn so much. Through negative hard times, you learn things. Mm -hmm. You learn what not to do, maybe. You know, I feel like I'm a much better parent because I saw what not to do. I mean, there are Uh, some things I even gained from my parents that were good, you know? Yeah. I don't, they're not all bad, but there are a lot of things that I would never do um, in terms of my parenting style. And we all like to feel like we are important. We all like to feel like we make a difference. And when somebody approaches you and makes you feel like they're grateful for you, mm-hmm. that's an amazing feeling. I think that, I mean, I haven't been in a marriage where that was a thing. <laughs> but I think that's one of the secrets to being married. We've talked to some people that have been married and they've mm-hmm. had some really you know, great advice for us. But if you notice, there's this thread of gratitude for each other. Yeah. And, you know, you're grateful for the person that you're with. You're grateful for the food that you have. You're grateful for the job that you, you know, may um, may be working in. But, you know, the other day, I'm going to give you a story. This is a perfect example. So I was teaching at a, uh, an event, and I don't love to do events mm-hmm. because sometimes they're not well attended. Sometimes they're not, you know— like, I have to be the cheerleader behind the table. You know, I have to uh, be there with my little Hit It Fitness, you know, tablecloth. And I have to be like, oh, my God, I love working out. Do you love working out? And I have to be really like. And you you use that voice? I, basically, you have to. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Real high pitched. And like, you know, kind of like cheerleader, okay. I feel. That's. In my uh, in my opinion, when someone says, "Would you like to do this event?" I think, "Oh God, I gotta I have to put my cheerleader." You gotta do on. the voice. I have to do the voice. Okay. So I go to teach this class. It's not that well attended. I'm just like the people there don't even know what I'm teaching. They're so confused on boxing, and I'm just already in sort of a, a miserable mindset. Let's just put it okay. that way. You had a glass half empty. I definitely and I knew I did, and okay. I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I'm having this. This is this is like a pity party I'm having right now. So I teach this class, whatever, and I get done, and I'm like, I can't wait to get the heck out of here. And this woman comes running up to me, and she says, excuse me, 
I, she put her hand on her heart. She like looked into my soul, I swear to God. And she was like, <laughs> You're like, get out of it. You blessed me. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? And she's like, you literally blessed me today. And I think that when somebody touches you at, like that, you need to thank them. And I'm like, I didn't really do anything. I just taught a class back there, you know? And she's, mm-hmm. I, I said, I looked confused. And she said, I never in a million years thought I could box. I never thought I had the strength to do it, so I never tried. She said, I didn't know what you were teaching, and as soon as I saw I had to put boxing gloves on, I thought, oh, God, you know, I better just do it. And she did. I remember her throwing a punch, and she was really strong, and she was good. Like, okay. not everybody's very good in the beginning. It takes a while. Yeah. But she and naturally— people that aren't good after— That's right, after a bunch <laughs> of instruction. <laughs> Some people just lovers, not fighters. They, they just don't have— she was really good. And I'm like, wow, you have a kind of pack a mean punch. Like, that was awesome. And she just said to me, you said I was awesome, and you really meant it. And she was like, and you blessed me. Thank you so much. And I am not, I'm not kidding you. My whole glass was half full. She totally poured my glass. My glass was fully full. Wow. So, I you, was so like, you gave her a compliment, made her feel good. And it, it came back. It reflected back onto you. <clears throat> And then she probably went out about her day and spread some of that, you know. Good. That feel juju. good. Yeah, around. Yeah. And I did the same thing. I went yeah. home and I was like, I'm amazing. Did you guys know I was amazing? I just did this event. It was awesome. It was such a great event. Like, I had a whole new perspective on it. It was really a good feeling. And I feel like that is what we need more of. Everybody's so negative And everybody, look on social media and everybody's fighting somebody about their perspective or their you know, political stance or just anything. You name it, anything. Someone's mm-hmm. offended by something. To be able to spread good cheer and to say, even to somebody, to go up to somebody and say, you are really, you look very pretty. Or I really like your shoes. Yeah. For women. I mean, I mean, you know, we, we appreciate that. I mean, I don't know how you'd feel about someone telling you you're pretty, but you are pretty. You, you want me to? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You blessed me. <laughs> but that's just... It's pointing those things out, and that is part of practicing gratitude. Well, and you know, inter- and you know, I'm I'm not a gossiper, you know that. Like yeah. I, I don't. But if I hear, but if you tell me something good about someone and say, "Oh, that person was so great at this," I will tell that person. I say, "Hey, you know what? I was talking to Const the other day, and she said that mm. you did a, a great job because you know I feel like when some I feel like those things need to be spread. You're right. You know, but. You know, because there's too much spreading of the of the, the, of the negativity. It's true. You're right. So, so how do you practice gratitude? Looking, I, I reflect a lot on what has happened in my past, and I am I truly try to see the silver lining. I try to see like, hey, it could always suck more. That's like mm-hmm. my motto. I've always said that. Like, oh, your dog died. Mm, it could suck more. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, and that's really sad. And I'm sure your furry friend was really, you know, meaningful mm-hmm. to you. But it, it could always suck more. Like. <laughs> that's that's I mean, what you would say to someone whose dog died? I mean— That seems really it, in, insensitive. <laughs> hey, what's, what's, what's going on with you? Oh, my, my dog died. Could always suck more. <laughs> what? I'm crying. You're a horrible person. What okay, my, maybe not in the moment, but I'm just—I I don't really say that to someone as soon as they tell me their dog died, but— you, As you, you try to find I try something to, find to look the on, the, on, the, on the bright right, side. Right, like, you know what? I mean, you felt love, right? You you now feel love. Like, there is something that that little furry friend brought you. 
And and that's why you're sad because you had that love. If you didn't have that love, then you would not be sad. So that's a you know completely right. normal. But you know, thing I always to go, go that way, and I find a lot of people don't, and it boggles my mind. Well, I don't know. You know, I, I kind of go that way too, and I don't know how you how you survive if you if you don't. Well, I'd be like a horrible human <laughs> you being. Just, you just I, I would imagine spiral out of control. And here's an interesting thing. We were talking earlier about gratitude and manifesting and that sort of thing. And I saw something. Um, we talked about Joe Dispenza before. Mm-hmm. You're tired of hearing about him, I'm sure. But I know you're obsessed um, with this guy. Um, he's this year's Brene Brown. Yes, you're right. So he said that you cannot create new things, new new good things that you want from lower level feelings. So if you're if mm. you're angry, um, depressed, sad, hurt, you can't now go and create something new <clears throat> that you'd like to have in your life. You you need to elevate your mm. your your So raise your vibration. You need to raise your vibration. Okay. That is another reason to practice gratitude because that feeling puts you into a space to be able to create something new in your life that you want. If you're, and this is why people say, well, oh, well, you know, I found the person I want when I stopped looking. Well, they, when they were looking, they were feeling, you know, mm. sad and, and, and depressed and angry yeah. and all, all those sorts of things. When you push your vibration up, as you would say, now you're in a space to create that thing that you want. That's a really good way to describe it. You always wonder how somebody says, I stopped looking and they find someone. And that makes yeah. perfect sense. You know, there are, so, Statistics say, show that gratitude can help you actually lower, you know, depressive levels. Um, gratitude can help you become less anxious. And mm-hmm. I think the slowing down and reflection of your life and the things that are, you know, good is something that a lot of people are not accustomed to. I think for me, I have seen my mother was very negative. Everything was like, she just bitched. Very, very there was never positivity. You know, mm-hmm. it was always like, look at that person's hair. Look at that person's clothes. Like, what is that person doing? And and a lot of my family could sort of go in that direction. Um, like, oh my God, did you see that? Did you see what that person was wearing? Like, I no, I don't care. I actually don't care. Um, but that's just not how I wanted to live. And I, not want, I did not want to be that way. And I saw that from my mother and I made sure that I did not behave that way. And so I sometimes think it's easy when you see somebody like that and think, God, I do not want to be like them. Um, And you really try to emulate yourself into being something completely different. But walking around and looking for the bad is is a surefire way to lower your frequency, lower your vibration, and not get any of the things that you want to get. Well, and and literally make yourself sick. Mm -hmm. So... um, Another thing this Joe Dispenza says, and I, I, you know, I know we re- recorded this and we had to redo it, so I don't know if this was part of that podcast. I wanted to touch on it. When you have a feeling or, or a thought, you have a negative thought, there's a feeling that's attached to that thought. Okay. That feeling then creates a hormone, which then affects your genes. Mm. So your genes will upregulate or downregulate depending on that um, that hormone that you produced because you had that thought, and then it gave you that feeling. So negative thoughts 
can actually turn certain genes on or off. Turn them on or off or lower the um, the effectiveness of, of how they work. Or- so like smoking. Like if, you ha- if you're predisposed <clears throat> for, let's say, you know, a cancer gene and you mm-hmm. are a smoker, mm-hmm. you could technically be turning that gene sort of on by smoking. That makes sense? By smoking and making it worse with negative thoughts. Yes. So, so it's like negative thoughts is like smoking. Yeah. Absolutely. Tox- oh, absolutely. It's toxic. Oh, it's, it's toxic. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's that sort of thing. Well, why, why did these two workers both work in the same plant, both exposed to the same carcinogen? This one gets cancer. This one doesn't. Mm-hmm. Now, ideally, you would not want to, anyone to be exposed to a carcinogen. But, you know, what's happening in your si- inside your body makes a difference. And so when you, when you think about that with gratitude, when you raise your vibration and you get to thoughts of love and gratitude and, and joy and, and, and those sorts of things— that thought creates a different feeling, which does a different thing to your genes. Okay. <clears throat> wow. So that's powerful. So you know, in this in this thing I watched, they they gave you know people had um, cancer, and they they let them watch this comedy, and these people just laughed and laughed, and that for some of them helped them to reduce their tumors. Mm. You know, just that just that happiness, just that joy, mm-hmm. taking their mind off of you know, the things that they were going through. Let's let's help the audience if they're needing help in terms of gratitude. What can you do to not do that? Because it is a cycle. Like, it's a cycle. You are, mm-hmm. for people who are used to negative self-talk mm-hmm. or always seeing sort of the downside of things, how can they change those things around? Well, I think one of the things is to be aware that you're doing it in the first place. Most people don't know mm-hmm. that they're that they're doing it. That negative voice they hear in their head, they think it's them. Like you could pinch yourself every time you 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 catch yourself saying something negative. You know. But at I least mean, you're always always with the violence. What's what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Just pinch yourself. Punch yourself in the face. It's fine. Well, Pull your hair. I well, don't know. Do something to to make sure you know mm-hmm. that was negative. Okay. So and here you're not going to like this. My number one thing I would tell people is to meditate. When you meditate, your your TV's not on. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have something distracting you. You are with yourself. And a lot of people say, I can't meditate because all these thoughts come up. Well, you're seeing that thought now. Those thoughts that come up when you're meditating mm-hmm. and trying to calm your mind, those are the things that are bothering you day in and day out. You need to notice those thoughts. You think about it. When you feel a certain way, you just think, oh, I just feel this way. A lot of times, Mm. there's a thought associated with it. Right. So I've even in the past gone, okay, well, what am I feeling right now? Okay. So what am I thinking right now? What, What thought is escaping me that's running around in the back of my mind? And you get to go, oh, I feel this way because I have this thought. I focus on what I'm doing right now. So I might be, I might be, I don't know, sweeping the floor. Okay. You know, and then you have a negative thought. It's like, I'm going to put my attention on sweeping the floor. My whole focus is going to be on sweeping the floor. Not the chatter in the back. Not the chatter in the okay. back. Okay. Okay. Some then, people have that incessant tape playing in their brain about Whatever it might be. I mean, I'm just I'm just trying to gather what you'd be thinking about if you're sweeping the floor. Some people are thinking about, like, you know, what a mess this place is. And, you know, instead of thinking about, let's say, sweeping the floor, the bigger picture is that 
the entire home isn't clean and not, you know, you're disorganized and you're, you know what I mean? You can get sort of into that role of one little task can take you on a tangent. Well, I mean, even even worse, I mean, a lot of times those thoughts are completely unrelated to what it is you're doing. Okay, so I'm sweeping the floor and I'm in the back of my mind, I'm pissed because this person said something the other day mm. that made me angry. Okay, so something completely unrelated. Okay. So, so now I'm feeling anger, right? Right. As I'm sweeping the floor. Okay. Now, if I'm not aware I'm having that thought, then I just feel angry and I'm sweeping the floor. Okay. But if I can go, oh, I'm thinking this thought. Now I'm going to put my attention on sweeping the floor. Okay. You, you see what I'm yes. saying? My, yes. my full attention, not on, you know, how good the broom is or how old it is, but just the movement of sweeping the floor. My full attention on sweeping the floor. Okay. Does that right. make sense? Yes. So really reflecting. Meditating and reflecting. Yes. Okay. Um, I also believe, you know, when we were a kid, we used to drive around in the different neighborhoods and my parents were never, we, you know, they were, they both owned businesses. They were very successful, but we lived in a very modest home. Mm-hmm. We never lived in some big fancy home. We never, I never heard my parents, my parents never were jealous of anybody. That's one quality they really had that where it was uh, really, you know, amazing. They never cared about who had bigger mm-hmm. or who had a better car. I mean, you know, they were, they, they did what they did. So we never grew up thinking that way. And I think some people do. Oh, you know, got to keep up with the, the Joneses. Joneses. Yeah, what is the jo- what is the person next door have? What does the person down the street have? So sometimes, and I remember us driving around, and we would drive around in some poor neighborhoods because that's where we would whatever go to dinner or be passing by. And I used to love. I, I mean, it sounds. I I want. I don't want to use the word love, but I used to appreciate. I should say going into some of those neighborhoods to see the way people lived because it was so different. For me, you know, I was just uh, amazed. Like, people live here? Like, and my parents would say, you know, there might be a family of three that lives in that small house. And I would be shocked. Like, where do the kids sleep? And it was just mind-boggling to me. Now, we never really drove around big, nice neighborhoods and thought, oh, you know, who lives there? And what what do we not have? Yeah. It was always the opposite. You just want to make fun of the poor people. No, no, <laughs> no, no. no, no, no. It was no, never that. We would go to Acapulco every year in Mexico, and I would see these poor little kids on the street just begging for money. And I would be mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, we need to bring them stuff. Like, we need, they need bread. They need, you know, yeah. I mean, blankets and clothes. They're not, half of them weren't clothed. I was in shock that people lived this way. Like it was crazy. And so I think growing up for me, I realized how much better I had it. It could always suck more. It could be those people. Well, you know, and that, that makes me think of something else. You talk about how to, you know, get people to sort of uh, change their focus. And sometimes you need to get outside of yourself. Yep. So volunteering. Yep. Helping somebody, saying a kind word, those sorts of things. Helping those people less fortunate. Helping people less fortunate. Makes you feel like you are, you should be grateful. If you can't find gratitude, that's one of the number one ways to go do it. See how other people live that maybe aren't in your social circle or in your bubble. Mm -hmm. And my God, that should force you into feeling grateful. Or it could just be, you know, someone that's, um, you know, that's having a hard time. You know, helping them, I think, it, like the like the woman you complimented, you know, she's grateful. Now that reflects back on you. Mm-hmm. But the other thing it does, it also gets you outside of yourself. And so 
you know, 2020, we were all stuck inside. And that that was, I think, for a lot of people, a formula for disaster because you're you're inside of your you're inside of your mind. And if you don't know how to navigate that, it's a dangerous place to be, right? Because right. you're you're thinking, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that, you know, this I can't go outside. I want to, you know, I don't have a job. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a I don't have a job, yeah. you know, all those sorts of things. And you're inside of yourself. Sometimes you getting outside of yourself so that you can say, oh, you know what? I, I'm fortunate, you know, compared to, you know, these other people. Right. And not that you're, you're comparing yourself to other people, but you, it just makes you go, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm actually not doing that bad. Right, right. It could suck more. It could suck. See, could, you see it, where it, it comes could, in? I mean, really. That, it, could, it could suck more. You know, I, I think maybe I would just word it differently. But, in my head, that's what I just say. Okay. I don't know. And I always tell my kids the same thing. Hey, you know what? It could suck more. But, it, but your, again, foot, your foot hurts. You could not have a foot. It could suck more. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the, what's, we, what's we, the thing? I, I, I lamented that I had no shoes till I met the man that had no feet. Yes, have you ever heard it's that just time? like that. Yeah. Yes, probably so, where I get my motto from. So, um, so meditating. I can't endorse that. Okay, I know. Enough. We know. Even if it's even if it's five minutes. What if the, it's driving in the car? Is that okay to meditate then? Because I like to do it then. I oh, like to, you should not. Or be. in the shower. I'm I'm I multitask. See, I, you know, all these places you want to do it, it's dangerous. <laughs> well, you okay, don't have to here, close your eyes. Yeah, but you could. Well, so here here's the thing. Not good. There's what a, you're saying. I'm, I would not. Don't advise. multitask. Don't just meditate. Don't meditate well, and. I mean, I think I think closing your eyes and shutting the world out. Okay. Um, is the best way to do it. But okay. then there's things like walking meditation, right? And walking meditation is similar to. What I was talking about when I was sweeping, right? Mm-hmm. So you're you're not. I'm not thinking about um, well, what does that car look like, or that person's got this color shoes on. I am completely focused on every step that I take. Okay. And and that's it. You know. So you are in this place, and everything that you're focusing on is what you are doing right now. Okay. I like um, that. The the other thing I would say is it's about creating your day. Right, so you get up in the morning, and you don't think about, um, oh, I, I got to do this, I got to do that. I hate this person. That person made me mad yesterday. You sit down and take a few deep breaths and think about how you want your day to be. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to go to work. It's going to be a great day. Um, I'm going to um, run my errands after after work. I'm going to get home. I'm going to cook this meal and that sort of thing. And so you. It, you kind of think about how you want things to be. You could, yes, you could also do things to start your day that way. I think we've discussed this before where instead of jumping on social media or checking your emails in the morning, which a lot of us do, probably not you, but I know I do, mm-hmm. and then you get aggravated. Right. Because you're like, you know what? I mean, checking your email is like one of the surefire ways to get aggravated. Something is going down through email. So if that's the first thing you do when you mm-hmm. wake up and that's the way you're going to start your day, there's, there's a problem, right? Right. And think about the difference between sitting on your couch, being grateful for what you have, and then seeing that email later versus right. starting off with some negative thoughts and then seeing that email that's just going to drag you down further. You're right. You, it's going to be hard to recover. If you start off in a good place, you go... And then you read that email, you go, well, it could suck worse. Anytime I, c- I can actually fit it in, and I try, I do try to slate it in, I want to sit on my porch, 
with my cup of coffee, and I love a good porch. Like that was <laughs> a selling point to oh, me for, for my house. house. I love sitting on the porch with my coffee and like people are walking by with their dogs and you know you say hi. It's just like so friendly, like yeah, friendly people saying hi to me. Mm-hmm. And you're just enjoying the sun. There's something so beautiful about it. Of course, in Chicago, we it's very difficult to do in the winter, but once the weather lets up, it is my most favorite thing to do. Starts the day off perfectly. Um, and I could look around easily, just as you can, just as I'm sure anyone in the audience, you can look around in the home that you worked hard for, that you bought, that you looked for, you know, and mm-hmm. you were so grateful for. And now all of a sudden, it can turn into, well, there's a leaky pipe here and, you know, the basement gets cold and, you know, it's only one bathroom and, you know, I really need to clean out that garage and look at this landscaping. How can I keep up with it? It can turn into, and so can relationships the exact same way, right? Oh, right. You're so grateful for this person mm-hmm. and then you end up moving in with them and you're like, fuck that. They do this. They snore. You know what I mean? Right. Like they never clean up after themselves. They don't yeah. clean the tooth. The, they don't fold the toothpaste the proper way. Um, they chew loudly. Right. But it's this. You didn't notice that in those first <laughs> But days. you forgot. You forgot to be grateful. Well, you, you forgot to sit back and reflect and think about all the things. I am here, especially for me. I never thought I'd be divorced and able to actually support myself and, like, have a home and own mm-hmm. a home and be able to keep a home. And, like, it's all mine, you know? This oh, tiny little gingerbread house that I own is just my little house, and I love it. My con- my old condo got bought out by a developer that wanted to change it into apartments. And I'm thinking, nobody's given loans in 2021. I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic and that sort of thing. <clears throat> yeah, we didn't work for a couple months. Didn't work for a couple months. To get to the point where I was seeing myself in this place that I'm in now, mm-hmm. the only place I looked at. Yep. Which I'm like, ah, oh, I love that place. I want to be there. Um, there were times when I had the feeling of gratitude for having been in the old place. Yes. You know, and raising that vibration, as you would say, to a point where you're able to create something new. And Because essentially you could be thinking, I'm going to be homeless. Oh, yeah. Like, well, screw these people that are screwing me out of my condo that I bought, you know? Well, I mean, I wasn't going to be homeless. I would just have to pay them rent. Well, right, you know? right. So... But, I mean, the timing could have, it well, wasn't great, but you ended up looking at it in a positive light. Yeah, and not thinking, well, this can't happen. It's like, well, what about the people it does happen to? Yes. You know, because, yes. you know, and I, and I think that was the same thing for us with in, in 2020. It's, it's like, okay, I'm not looking at the people that are losing jobs and don't have money. I'm looking at the people and saying, oh, it can be done because those people are doing it. Right, right. And you found this amazing, beautiful house. Yeah, I love it. That and we're sitting yeah, in right now. That, that we're sitting in right now, and I look around and go, and oh, my God. And who was your realtor? My realtor was your sister, Michelle Mihalich, of D'April Properties. Mm-hmm. And if she didn't get you in to see this place the day you wanted to see it, you, this place would have been gone. That's how fast things were flying off the market. That's how fast things were flying off the market. And interestingly, um, and this goes back to our manifesting episode, is I sent pictures to everybody saying, oh, this place is awesome. You know, I could see myself living there. Saturday morning, you know, I'm spending the whole night visualizing myself in there. I can see, I'm looking at the pictures, imagining, I can feel myself, I'm in my shower at the old place (laughs) with my eyes closed, you know. Pretending to shower at your new place? Pretending to shower at the new place. You know, I'm laying on the couch meditating 
imagining that I'm on the couch in and this place. Oh, wow. And so on the, yeah, all, all, the, all these sorts of things. So then I wake up on a Saturday morning and go, I haven't physically seen this place yet. So I call your sister and say, hey, I want to look at that place. She goes, okay, when do you want to go? I'm like, can we go today? She's like, okay. So we go see this place, set it up for 2 o'clock. Um, we see the place, and I go, if this place looks like it does in the pictures, I'm going to want to put an offer on it. Which is so not you. I mean, Which, you're just such a thinker. It's just amazing. But see, can, yeah. I, so I was so feeling this yes. place that I'm like, okay, that's that's the next step. So um, so she goes, okay. So we sit, we leave this place. We sit down, write up the offer, and the offer is in, I think, by like, we see the place at two. I think the offer is in by four. She calls me Sunday morning and says, they accepted your offer. Now, later Sunday, they were going to have an open house. Wow. The way stuff was flying off the market, like you yeah. said, so, yeah. this place would have been gone. Wow. So, I mean, the, the, I mean, you talk about timing and things falling into place. Um, you know, when you're creating from a different place, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's just amazing. So really, what are you thankful for in terms of that? In terms of that situation? Yeah. There's so much. I mean, the timing of it. No, no there's one thing I'm looking for. <laughs> there's a one-word answer that I'm looking for. Me. Oh, because you should if I, be because thankful of, because if for I didn't me. know you, because if you didn't know me, we first of all we wouldn't even have this podcast, and second of all, we wouldn't be sitting in this amazing, lovely place if it wasn't for me. Because you know my my sister only through me, me. Boom. Okay, mic drop. I, I will. <laughs> I will give you that. I will. Yeah, I will. I will absolutely give right. you that. I'm the, glad. I'm, I'm gonna, glad you're I'm gonna tell you. You know, we sort of reconnected at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. You know, that's probably one of, the, probably, that might have been one, the best thing that happened that year. I mean, looking at all of the things that happened from that, even, because um, at one point I'm like, who's giving loans out, you know, now? And then you're like. Gave you my this, mortgage girl. Yeah. See, man, I am just. I got to pat myself on the back for this one. Yeah, so you, that's, you that know. was a very sweet compliment. Thank you. I'm going to edit it out. <laughs> Just so you know. All right. All right. Other, other ways for, for people to, to practice gratitude. I think the journal. The journal. You can journal and think of all the things that you are thankful for. Or that yes. have maybe led you to a better place. Mm -hmm. um, thanking people. Mm -hmm. Complimenting others. Just anything to help raise your vibration. Right? You talked about raising your frequency, raising your vibration, what are things that will help you do that? Yeah. Um, you know, if you are into prayer, praying mm -hmm. is also a good way to thank the universe or God or whoever you believe in that you thank you for the things you've given me. Yeah. Because um, not everybody has, you know, the things that you have or maybe the things that you even take for granted. Yes. Uh, another one, going around the table. This is what we do at home sometimes. When we have nice dinners, okay. we go around the table and we talk about what we're thankful for. Usually my son says his TV or um, his Nintendo Switch, and I want to punch him across the room because I think that's an inappropriate response. <laughs> um, especially since the woman giving birth to him is sitting right across the way, and we're not thankful. Okay. But I can't—I'm trying not to judge. 
It's okay. like, you're thankful for the TV? That's great, sweetie. Uh, Lovely. I'm thankful for you. And, you know, but that's okay. Well, um, but it, it, I've noticed as we've done it, mm-hmm. his, I think his answer the other day was he's thankful for his home. And I was like, oh, what? Wow. I was like, we're getting somewhere. Okay. So I, I think that that's. He, he, well, he, I think he's catching on. He's a, he's a sharp guy. And I think at some point he's going to say, I like the TV and the video games. <laughs> if I tell my mom I'm thankful for her, I'll get more TV. Yeah. Right. And I video mean, games. Yeah. I mean, you'd think he'd get there, you know? Yeah. He's, he's going to figure it out pretty soon. But I think that's another thing, especially with kids, to be able to, you know, you can do a little jar. Mm-hmm. Anything you're thankful for, you put it in that jar, and by the end of the week, you read it. Um, there's so many fun, creative ways, especially with little kids, because I think it's important to teach little kids about gratitude, especially because mm-hmm. they're all little narcissists running around. <laughs> and narcissists are not grateful for things. So, you know, that age group, that's just sort of their developmental stage. They yeah. are like little, you know, dictators and narcissists. So to get them a lot of it, introduce a little gratitude. Yeah. And and I will say this. I mean, at least for me, I don't know if you, I don't know if it's um, just the way I'm built or wired, but usually for me, like over time, even if something is a bad situation, my default mode is to snap back into like, finding something positive. Not mm-hmm. not always right away. Sometimes, you know, I have to sleep on it, take a nap or, or whatever. That's another way to kind of get out of those um, negative spaces that you just kind of got to give yourself a break. Mm-hmm. Um, my default mode is to always go back and go, okay, here's here's what we can do. Here's here's the here's the next step. Not like, oh my God, I'm gonna wallow in this yeah in this place. Yep. What what's my next step? What can I do? How do I make this a positive situation and not a fake positive situation, but a, a, a positive thing where how can I move to where I want to be? How can I raise my vibration? Yes. Yes. I also think working out is a really, in, in my opinion, depending on your mindset, can be a really good way to just expend energy. And sometimes that is needed. And then you feel like, wow, I did that. You feel grateful. Mm-hmm. You feel grateful for the fact that your body, or you should feel grateful for the fact that your body was able to do that. You know, it's like sort of that, like, thank your body for carrying you, for doing all of that, for taking you through the day. Yeah. Not a lot of people think that way. I think a lot of people like to think, compare, or think, what did I, what was I, what, what was I able to do 25 pounds ago or 20 years ago? And when you get into that mindset, it's not a, it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Most people that are going to stick with exercise and making it a, a lifetime journey, doesn't, they don't think that way. They don't think yeah. about what they should be doing, what they could be doing, what they used to be doing. They're just grateful that they're doing. I think, I I think, think we touched it. on that. I think we, we, I think we, we gave did. the audience a multitude of ways to be grateful, and I hope yeah. that it helps. And this, that was probably two podcasts worth of I know of things all right so for two fit to be tied I'm Jerome I'm Constance and we'll see you next time bye